Thanks for calling the Midnight Drive-In. No one is here to take your call. This week's movies are The Last Shark and Jaws 5. That's The Last Shark and a movie that gives a lie to that statement. Jaws 5. There will never be a last shark for real. For more info, check out the Midnight Drive-In on Twitter at MNDriveInPod or find us on Facebook. If you want to email us, send it to the Midnight Drive-In at gmail.com. Remember, no outside food or drink. Anyone caught performing sexual acts at the drive-in will immediately be taken to the office. Unspeakable things will be done to you. Thanks for calling. Drive away your worries and cares at this drive-in theater. That's why, to familiarize you with the movie rating symbols which will be used by this theater, we present the following guide for parents and young people. X, no one under 17 admitted. Exciting week. Yeah? No, I was making that up. No. Watching, watching politics going, I don't, I don't fucking understand. <laughs> Why did anything exciting happen involving your president this week? I didn't notice. Sweet Jesus! <laughs> it's not even that. That's not that. You know what? Like, if they could come out tomorrow and be like, "There's a video of Trump raping a baby," and I'd be like, "Yeah, probably." But it's it's the fact that everyone else in Congress seems to go, "No, this is still okay." <laughs> You think just because the president is clearly a criminal that somehow they're supposed to react? I I feel like within my lifetime, another president was impeached and because he got a blowy. They forced him to come to Congress and he said, uh, no. <laughs> uh, I believe he got impeached for lying about getting a blowy. Well, that's that's what I'm saying, but... He got accused of getting a blowy. They dragged him <laughs> before a grand jury, forced him to lie because, of course, he fucking lied. Hmm. And then they attempted to impeach him based on the fact that he lied the one time. In this, they're like, we have major evidence of crimes here, and them going, mm, but do we? Well, we have to wait till after November before maybe it starts mattering more. I don't know. I think it would be it would be better for the country if the Republicans did it. I don't disagree, but you know it's not going to happen. They're spineless, and the sky is blue. So, what's your point? And the interesting thing is the what my prediction is that there's going to be more blue, right? So the the Democrats are going to steal some seats. I don't know if they'll get the majority or not. But they'll probably steal a couple, and then I think a bunch of the Republicans are going to get swapped out for crazy fucking Trump Republicans. Which is mm -hmm. just going to make things even fucking weirder. Mm -hmm. And after we just got rid of all those Tea Party fucking weirdos. Keep in mind that Trump's also going to get reelected. Shut your whore mouth. I will, I will hold on to hope that that's not fucking true. <laughs> Best of luck with that. <laughs> 
There's even some believe that even if he doesn't get reelected, that he's not going to leave willingly. <laughs> I like that theory. <sighs> you know what the weird thing is? Is the Republicans would still be like, mm, no, this is okay. There's nothing in the Constitution that says he has to stop being president. <laughs> we know the new guy got elected, but I mean, if he just refuses to move out, what can we do? They would just look honestly into the camera and go, look, if the person who got the most votes was just automatically president, why was Donald Trump president in the first place? You guys are clearly wrong. And then they would talk about Benghazi for some reason. America, the pit God shat his poop on me. What the fuck? I just want to go live with Doug for a while. Hey, we have our own controversies up here. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they're major too, right? Yeah, there was like a lady that yelled at our prime minister this week. And he's oh, like, and that he bitch. Said, he, he told her to stop being racist. <laughs> so you know, and they've got that militant right wing Canadian uh, thing where they want the universal health care to cost slightly more. They think that those bills should go from five dollars to like seven dollars. <laughs> Fucking poor people trying to keep it at five. Your country entertains me. Really? Because it doesn't entertain me very much. No? No. You know what the funny thing is? Is It's one of those things that like, you've always asked yourself, I wonder what it's like living in Venezuela in one of those crazy countries with a crazy leader. Where all the other countries are constantly making fun of you and going, what in the fuck are you people doing? And and now we know. You guys are in Illinois, too. Didn't you guys just have, like, somebody tried to pass some crazy rule, like, when people get out of jail, you give them information on how to re-register to vote, and then your governor, like, said, no, we're not, What did whatever to make sure that can't be the law? Because <laughs> you wouldn't want them having the information necessary to make a proper decision. Illinois is not known for being the most stable place. <laughs> I know nothing about it except that's where Halloween is from. It's it's this weird thing where so the majority of the people in the state live in the greater Chicago area. And so you have this huge swath of blue that kind of dictates a whole lot of who the state votes for. And then the entire rest of the state is filled with fucking crackhead bumpkins that live in the fucking middle of nowhere and they think that them city folk don't know nothing about that and that their learnings is just as good as them city folks <laughs> I'm not sure you have a respect for all of your uh, fellow citizens I grew up in a small town they're fucking inbred hicks and I hope this entire fucking state burns to the ground <laughs> I went to a high school where our high school mascot was the farmer <laughs> that's, that's not a real thing. Farmington <laughs> Farmers, you bet your ass it was You're real. Not, that can't be real. Was it that's just like real. a kid in overalls? Uh, usually it was like uh, an older gentleman, like somebody's dad would dress up. But yeah, two two years before I started going to Central A and M, the school system that I went to. They closed down the student smoking lounge in order to make it into a teacher's lounge. 
two two years before my like what would have been it would have been my sixth grade year. So this is it's like in the nineties. This isn't like <laughs> Oh, to be fair in the nineties I think our high schools still had like a not a smoking lounge, but a smoking area, like a, a portion of the schoolyard outside where you, people who smoked would go, and people would not go over there and tell them to stop smoking. Mm. See, we had J and J's, and you're gonna ask, well, what the fuck is J and J's? Uh, it was a restaurant located directly across the street from the high school that all the smokers would just walk across the street and stand in front of and smoke. And since they weren't on school property, nobody could tell them not to. There you go. Yeah, it's a good times. You guys don't seem very happy this week at all. <laughs> I wonder why. It just it just keeps getting worse, Doug. It just keeps getting worse. That keeps getting worse, and then it seems like the movies we were asked to review by a certain co-host. That's true. The one bit of joy. One bit of joy in my week. (laughs) Hey, man. All I knew about these movies going in was that Jaws 5 had a guy that looks like Hulk Hogan training dolphins, which is a good enough reason to watch a movie. I like to call him Bob Hogan. (laughs) Uh, See, I went for Hulk Hogan light. I just assumed he's like Hulk Hogan's stunt double from when he used to do those crappy TV shows in the 90s, and then he's, this is just his only actual acting role. Probably. But, uh, yeah, that's all I knew. And then somebody actually told me The Last Shark was like one of those shark movies that you should see if you're a shark movie fan. Little did you know, we basically would be watching the same movie twice. Well, now, in the interest of fairness, Jaws 5 li- rips off a lot of... Uh, a lot of scenes from a lot of movies, not just the one. It's just that's the one you watched this week. I mean, the difference is it it rips off a lot of scenes from a lot of movies, but it very literally has scenes from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but apparently it, it, it also has footage from another shark movie called Deep Blood that I've never seen. And some of the stock shark footage, I think, is the same footage used in Jaws movies. Uh, according to IMDb, it lifts footage from Jaws, Jaws 2, Deep Blood, and mostly from The Last Shark. And mostly from? Yes. <laughs> this is mostly where we stole our stuff from. <laughs> and apparently Shot Factory announced they were going to put it out on a, as a double feature disc with another movie back in 2015. Yeah. But they canceled it because they thought it might be too tricky since it contains footage from Jaws and Jaws 2. Well, I don't understand how they can... Because, okay, I don't know why we're already this far it's into like, the review, It's but... like hip-hop music. It's perfectly okay to sample another person's film as long as you remix it. But, okay, I, I'm not an expert on copyright. Mm-hmm. But, okay, I understand they can call, they get away with calling the movie Jaws 5 in some countries because copyright is questionable. But are you allowed to just lift lines of dialogue from a famous movie like Jaws and just insert them in your movie? Because there are literally scenes in this where it is just the actors doing their best to recreate scenes from Jaws without... They clearly didn't have the Jaws script in front of them, so they miss a few words here and there. We're jumping in this a little deep. Don't we need to do like a plot summary 
of both these movies at the same time because they're the same movie. Yeah, Doug, why don't you give us a plot summary? Um, there's... I don't know which one you guys want. Start with, the, there's... start with the last shark. All right, the last shark. Let's see, there's... Um, a shark shows up at a small town just before the big windsurfing competition. The regatta. Uh, regatta, sorry. Windsurfing regatta, uh, which I believe is the correct name for a windsurfing race. And uh, the shark is wreaking havoc. But the local businessman who sponsors the regatta and is also running for governor refuses to allow them to cancel the regatta because... It's a shark movie. Because, yeah, because if you cancel the regatta, nobody will vote for him to be governor. Mm-hmm. Um, like, that's the I asshole that canceled the regatta. We shouldn't <laughs> vote him in. He saved hundreds of lives. Yeah. Um, okay. So, basically, then the shark. So, they put up shark cages, but those don't, don't do shit because, in possibly the worst scene from either of the two movies we're uh, going to discuss, a shark just randomly decides to go through those cages um and then nibbles its way through a net yeah so i don't know what the fuck else happens so then like a local author has to team up with like uh the sheriff i don't know why an author is involved at all (laughs) um and they go out and they do the like guys on a boat chasing down a shark thing uh, constantly trying to blow it up for some reason. They they don't try any traditional fishing techniques. They go straight to dynamite. And, uh... Yeah. Eventually the shark blows up. But not before a glorious scene of him <laughs> tearing a part of a dock off, dragging it out to sea, and then attacking it bit by bit, while constantly growling at them. And for some reason sticking its head out of the water to look around like it can't see underwater. <laughs> So, this movie has three good things in it. All right. That's Vic Morrow. Because Vic Morrow's fucking awesome. Uh, the scene where the guy's legs get ripped off while dangling from a helicopter. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's, that's fucking almost... It almost makes it worth sitting through this movie to see that dude's legs get ripped off. <laughs> but it's, so, it's such a bad special effect, but... It's, it, it is fun to watch. Well, and I was going to say, and thing number three, it has a fantastically awful fucking shark. Which, oh, yeah. Which that also makes it watchable, because the, the, all the underwater shit is clearly stock footage. In, in, mm-hmm. I, don't give, it, I don't give two fucks about it. They should have just not seen me, that. Excuse me. The, the, the one scene is clearly a toy boat in a bathtub with like a cardboard <laughs> shark that they ram into it. Okay, so no, that's, that's not right. stock footage. I don't know. They also had a fantastic uh, special effect bunch of that for that one toy boat scene. <laughs> but it's got man, man, that shark is so bad. It, I, I love me a bad, bad rubber shark popping out of the water. I will say uh, it's almost like Jaws, but if the shark worked, but then that's the problem. The shark worked too well. So you see his shitty shark. See, I don't or, think so. I think it's like Jaws and the shark still didn't work. They just didn't shoot around it. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Like, but the shark's supposed to be moving right now. Just hold still. It'll be fine. No one will notice. 
If you did, you guys by any chance go and read like the plot description on Wikipedia to this movie? No, because yeah. it's it says things like the snark, the shark snuck up on the guy, <laughs> the shark trapped the people in a cave, <laughs> and it's like that is an accurate depiction of what happened in the movie. But when you when you put it into words like that, it just sounds so dumb. <laughs> I did oh, okay. Oh, I missed one. There's one more enjoyable moment in the movie, and that is the the shark. That it apparently gets angry and decides to just entomb them in the cave by breaking yeah. rocks loose. <laughs> and they have to use all the dynamite they brought down underwater with them to blow up the shark to get themselves out of the cave. <sighs> but anyway, yeah. that's that's it. And so the dark lo- scene. I'll give you the dark scene. That's it's entertaining for what it is. Yeah, it's not good. It's entertaining. But I think I think the problem with the movie is that those little bits are entertaining and everything in between them is not. Like, this movie is filled with huge stretches of fucking absolutely nothing. Like, like there's a weird mob plot where the mob is involved in trying to prevent the... Sh- is that in this one or the other one? I believe it's in the other one. It's the other one. <laughs> I've been having problems, I guess, too. No, I, I'll have that complaint. I'll just save it for later. You're thinking of the one uh, that has a, a, a helicopter get destroyed by a shark and a dock ripped off and drug out. You have to be a lot more specific. A lot more specific this week. Oh. <laughs> uh, it's it's the one where they put the underwater uh, cages and nets in to keep the shark out of the windsurfing competition. Uh, no, more specific than that. <laughs> Got to be Sorry. more specific. Sorry. Sorry, it's the one where they poison the dolphin. <sighs> okay, that's Are the only there. difference. That's the difference between these two movies. No, oh no, tomorrow, and they poison the dolphin. <laughs> it's, yeah. yeah. So the big issue I had with the last shark was because Vic Morrow is channeling his uh, Quint as much as possible in this movie. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. <clears throat> and so I spent a lot of the movie being like, "Man, this movie just wants to be Jaws so bad." It really like, does want to be Jaws so bad. And I'm like. <laughs> Why am I not just watching Jaws? And if if it makes me want to watch another movie more, it doesn't do a good job. I mean, there's no way to argue with what you just said. If I'm serious, if you are watching this movie and you don't want to turn it off and watch Jaws, then you're watching it wrong. You're, <laughs> you're doing something wrong with your life if watching this movie doesn't make you want to watch Jaws. <laughs> um, but I do think all the shark stuff is fun. I, I just agree with what Noah said. That there's just all the too much above time water shark stuff is fun. Yeah, yeah. This the stock footage of just real sharks swimming around. That, that's pointless. Yeah. It's oh. first of all, none of it looks like the same shark. None of it looks like the shark they use. And uh, there's really no advantage to those insert shots of sharks, other than hey, they did that in Jaws and they got away with it there, so we'll try it here. Yeah, I I will say this this one and the next movie both did the same thing where they would just piss me the fuck off because they would just like I said it would just get so boring for a long stretch of time that I'd get distracted by something you know what I mean my cat would be like rolling around or something I'd be like oh cat rolling around much better than this movie you could have just stopped it the next this and the next movie both did the same thing you could have just stopped there and it would have been like yeah you're right so this. Well, but they would distract you, and then whenever you would get something interesting happen, like a horrible 
shark popping out of the water or something, you'd almost miss it because you just wouldn't be paying attention. You'd be like, fuck yeah, that, that happened to me a lot too. <laughs> I was playing Candy Crush on my phone, so I get it. The thing about this movie is it lost me in the opening, I don't know, four minutes because the opening four minutes is a guy on a windsurfing board and he's like dancing or something. And that's not what windsurfing boards are for, for starters. That's not what you do on them. Like, the types of tricks people do on those is like jumping out of the water or things like that. They don't dance on them. But then they try to pass it off as, oh, the reason he's doing all that is because he's training for a race. Well, dancing doesn't help you go faster. Yeah. <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. So I was already out of the movie at that point. Have ever actually seen anybody windsurfing? Yeah. No. Because it, they go pretty fast. It's actually a pretty cool thing to watch and probably a difficult thing. And yet yeah. both of these movies revolve around a windsurfing race and they're all going slow as dog shit. <laughs> I know. I've like windsurfing is actually really popular where I live because we're on one of the Great Lakes and apparently it's good for sailing and other types of sports. You bear no fear of hypothermia because of your Yeti blood. <laughs> also that, I guess. But my point is, yes, it is cool to watch people go. It's cool to watch actual people do actual windsurfing. That can be fun. The fact that something that's fun when you just happen to see it, passing it in day-to-day -day life is not fun when you watch it in this movie it means they're doing something terribly wrong. <laughs> But I'll tell you, the, the most offensive thing about this whole movie has got to be the scene where the shark breaks in through the shark cages. Because if you'll recall how that scene goes, we have about seven or eight minutes of teenagers getting ready to go swimming and playing on the beach. And then they run into the water in slow motion and we're cutting back and forth between them and the shark, them and the shark, them and the shark. And then we see the shark fighting with the shark cage and then he finally gets through it and then we cut to the teenagers still in slow motion coming out of the water the shark doesn't fucking eat anybody <laughs> it is a scene that is literally like five minutes of people playing in the water cut to the shark trying to get to them cut back to the people playing in the water cut to the shark it feels like it's 20 minutes because it's all in slow motion and then the shark doesn't eat any of them I would be upset if the shark didn't eat all of them, but the fact that he eats none of them is flat out offensive. Yeah, that is kind of dumb. That I mean, that is the worst part of the movie to me, is that scene. Now, the best part of the movie for me is, at the end, when the author guy, who's, for some, again, for some reason, our hero of this movie is an author, uh, <laughs> who also fights sharks. Um, so he's drifting on the, the dock that the shark broke away, and he's like, what am I going to do here? And the body of the other guy, of, of Vic Morrow's character that died like 10 minutes ago, just happens to float by. And he's like, oh, thank God, that dead body has dynamite on it. <laughs> so he feeds the body to the shark and then blows the dynamite, which is how we end up killing the shark at the end of this movie. But it's just. And needlessly jumps dramatically into the water oh, as he pushes the button for well, no it's reason. Not, not needless, it was to create that last moment of drama. I guess. But it's it, just it wasn't even like a giant explosion. You just cut to underwater and it's like a little poof and then the head of the shark just comes off. <laughs> the shark just like breaks in half. That is my favorite special effect of the whole movie. Because it just literally looks like the shark just got snapped. Like 
and somebody's trying to share an ear of corn with somebody else so they just break it in half kind of halfway in the middle and hand one half off to the other person that's what the happens that's what the special effect was for this movie <laughs> so this movie's available on amazon prime just so everybody knows it's uh, also also available amazon prime with riff tracks yeah did anybody I watch that no, and I totally regret not just watching it with the rip tracks because it would have been way more entertaining. I, I almost <laughs> called in sick to work today just so I could stay home and watch it with the rip tracks before we recorded. <laughs> the fact that you were excited about watching this movie again is strange to me. Well, I just wanted to see. I just wanted to hear what other people had to say about it. Maybe they would have great jokes I could steal. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I would probably rewatch it just for the rip tracks. I think watching it again, I would have a better idea of when it was okay to just not be bothering with the movie and when I had to like look up towards the screen to see the cool shark. Again, not the good shark, just the fun shark to watch. Um, so I think if I was watching it again, I'd enjoy it a lot more because I just wouldn't pay as much attention. Interesting. <laughs> I don't think you do find it interesting. <laughs> I, I think your thoughts about it are more interesting than the movie is. <laughs> <I agree. sighs> I even watched it at work, and I was still like, man, this is fucking boring. I, I wonder if I have any work I could be doing instead of this. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Did anybody else notice, too? Like, I'm just pointing out ridiculous shit about the movie, because it's not like we're going to say anything good about it. But When they decide to call in like the hero fisherman, Mm -hmm. to like take out the shark and they have like TV cameras set up to catch it and all that why do they call in a cowboy in all denim with a shotgun instead of like I don't know somebody with some fishing equipment <laughs> apparently somebody thought it was a good idea because in Cruel Jaws they just try that over and over again <laughs> I love that nobody, it never occurred to anybody to use a traditional fishing technique to catch this shark at all. We're going to blow it up. We're going to try using a helicopter to dangle meat out of the water, and I don't know what the plan was there exactly. Yeah, what the fuck was the plan with the meat in the helicopter? The only thing I can it's think a great of. white shark. That helicopter can't possibly lift it out of the water. Well, that's the plan, I think. And you'll notice it doesn't go well, so they should have thought it through better. <laughs> I love that scene because I love the fact that the like the the rich guy he falls in the water, the helicopter like lands on the water, he climbs back onto like the pontoon thing, then he falls off again. <laughs> the poor helicopter pilot has to go back down to get him again. <laughs> and that's when he finally gets eaten by the shark. That's when we get his, his legs being bitten off. Good lord. And then when the shark takes out the helicopter after, the special effects are amazing. Because it's literally just dropping a toy helicopter into a bathtub at that point. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anything else? <laughs> Anything else before we move on to Jaws 5? Colon, Cruel Jaws? I was so excited that I had the wrong Jaws. <laughs> I, I wish nobody had corrected you and you came here prepared to discuss the wrong movie. He would have had a better time, probably. Here's, here's the truth. I'm totally prepared to watch that movie because you know I watched it. No, I did. <laughs> <sighs> well, I mean, pretty much we have 
we have Jaws 5 Cruel Jaws, which literally is almost the exact same plot. There's a, there's a wind, yeah, there's a windsurfing regatta that needs to be shut down because there's a local shark killing people. And this time it's a rich guy who's trying to close this like SeaWorld-esque aquarium because he wants to build a hotel there. And he's the one that talks the mayor into not closing it down. And pretty much the exact same thing happens. Yeah. So there's some subplots, though. We've got uh, uh, generic Hogan, a little crippled girl who has dolphins. What the fuck are the dolphins for? They're Hulk Hogan. They run that aquarium. So uh, Hulk Hogan runs the aquarium, and the little crippled girl is his daughter, and she likes to swim with the dolphins when the aquarium's closed. And okay. when the rich guy comes by, the sea lion pushes him in the water in what I can only assume was intended to be a funny moment. Rich guy's, rich guy's son, who I'm going to call Biff. That's uh, fair. Just because I don't know his name, because I wasn't paying that fucking close attention. He's a bully from the 80s. It's okay to call him Biff. Yeah, he's Biff. So uh, he is an asshole slash windsurfer who, the, who of course, the, the much cooler, more liked character who is also a windsurfer must beat. In the in the regatta, so I, think, they added, I think that guy was Hulk Hogan's added, son too. They added the mm-hmm. stereotypical '80s ski movie plot into Jaws. Yep, which yeah. which doesn't it doesn't go well. Well, what about the weird like Romeo and Juliet romance? You're not going to bring that up, <laughs> where like the daughter of the rich guy and the son of the aquarium guy are like hooking up on the side, and like the older brother of the girl is like. Constantly trying to beat up the guy for dating his sister. Oh my god! Do you, do you think the actual filmmaker was like, "We're gonna do Romeo and Juliet with a shark"? Do you think he was that clever, or was that just an accident? Do you do you think that you should be referring to this guy as a filmmaker? <laughs> no. They're like that's stupid. Everyone knows those plots only work in eighty ski movies, and they're like, "Wait, <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute!" It's. It's jaw meets slopes. Let's go. You haven't even brought up the mafia yet. That's what's really disappointing. Because <laughs> there's a mafia in this movie. Yeah, there's a, like I said, they just add random subplots and none of them fucking matter. Uh, then, this one, I think, uses even more fucking stock footage. And it's the same stock footage. <laughs> yeah, they use the same and then they use some more. And then they well, use it's not even just the stock footage. It's like the actual footage from the movie. Oh, as yeah. in the two scuba divers go down, they make sure that their actors are wearing the same color scuba scuba outfits as the guys from the last movie. And they also apparently encounter a shark that traps them in a cave by making the rocks fall in the opening. <laughs> oh yeah, coincidence. By the way, plot twist. This shark was trained by the Navy to kill. Which, yep. if this movie wasn't so unbearable to watch, that alone should make this the best shark movie ever made. So I guess we're not doing a spoiler section? You just gonna blurt that right out? <laughs> oh my god, I'm, I'm so sorry. Um, for anybody who is gonna watch this movie, I apologize. Don't, Don't watch this fucking movie, are you fucking... Listen, <laughs> listen to what we're telling you. If you're only gonna watch... If you're gonna watch one of these two movies, watch the other one. Yeah, Last Shark, then you get both movies for the price of one. Yeah, and you get to see that guy's legs get ripped off. <laughs> My favorite part of this movie is when they had 
they recreated scenes from the last movie. I, I was going <laughs> to so say they had, like, they had like the teenagers have the exact same discussion, just replacing names so that they could just have mm-hmm. them go out on a boat and then reuse the footage from the last movie. You steal the boat, steal their dad's boat in the exact same exact same way as the last yeah. movie. Yeah, because they and just then the, then the same result happens where they fuck it up and the shark kills. You just set yourself up for one of the most best comedically timed jokes of all time, and then you just blew it. What? I thought you were going to go, my favorite part of this movie is when the shark attacks the dock and rings that junk <laughs> off and pulls those people out. <laughs> it is, I, I, I almost think that our listeners would appreciate watching these two movies just to understand how much this movie uses from the last movie. I've never seen anything like it. It's not like insert shots from the last movie that are used. It's full action sequences that are just recreated and then for the close-ups they'd use the new actors to recreate the scenes it's insane that somebody thought they could get away with this another thing i dislike about this one is uh nudity right so you only have two settings in a in a shitty exploitation movie you either just don't do nudity or you do fucking nudity you don't do all these almost nudity scenes that they keep doing where they're like, oh, we can't offend those censors. You got the one nude scene, I think, didn't you? Wasn't there nudity? There was nudity in the the Jaws 3 ripoff scene that they did. See, no, but I think she's just wearing a very nude-looking bikini. I could be mistaken. I did watch this one straight on YouTube, and it wasn't the best quality, and I didn't I didn't really think it was a good idea to go looking for a higher quality version. In the dock scene in this one, there's also the chick wearing the yellow thong that manages to be running away in every single shot. (laughs) I didn't pick up on that. Yeah, every single shot of that entire thing. Somehow she's on the dock and on the shore and just everywhere that there's people running, same girl, same thong running away because they're like, we need this butt in this shot. Make enough butts in this movie. Uh, this movie is only superior to the other movie in one way and that is the bad rubber shark is even worse (laughs) there are literally parts of this movie where they have it like out of the water holding perfectly still kind of just like waving back and forth almost as if the shark's just going (laughs) (sighs) Especially the the helicopter scene in this one where they're dangling the meat and the shark's like 10 feet away from the meat straight up out of the water. <laughs> that can happen. That totally happens. It does I've, happen. I've seen it. I've seen them hold perfectly still with half their body up out of the water before. It's insane. Why does the shark keep sticking its head up? I, I, don't, know. I, don't, I don't think they know what sharks are. No. They don't know how anatomy works. Also, a lot of the time in this movie, where you see a shark's fin moving through the water, that's clearly a dolphin. They had dolphins on set, and they were like, dolphins have fins, sharks have fins. No one's going to be able to tell the difference between these. It is strange to me that they couldn't film, they couldn't write a script, they couldn't film any original shots, no action sequence were, were created properly for this movie. But somehow they had access to dolphins and they could get like all these insert shots of this little girl swimming with dolphins and then they pull her out and she goes in a wheelchair even though she can clearly move her legs. 
And you're like, well, why didn't you use that time to film a real scene for the movie that would matter? Like, I kept waiting for those dolphins to matter, but they don't. Nope. No. You never fight off a shark. Like, those dolphins don't fight a shark. Why are they in the movie? That's that's why they're there. They're there to fight a shark. Also, just the fact that that little girl doesn't get eaten by a goddamn shark is enough to make me hate this movie. Well, just the fact that she doesn't get her legs bitten off by the shark and doesn't realize she got her legs bitten off by a shark because she's paralyzed is a missed opportunity. No, she's not paralyzed. She can clearly move her legs throughout the whole movie. Well, it would have been better if they would have done it my way. That's what they should have done. They should have had like a weird plot point where her dad is like psychologically abusing her and tricking her into thinking she can't use her legs, but she can the whole time. I'm, I'm also trying to figure in the movie, are they? Are, is her dad lying to her about her mom? Or are they retconning the fact that that mom clearly died? No, the mom died. Okay. Because he's like, oh no, she's safe at home. And I was going to be like, did they just retcon that? I don't know because the acting and stuff is so bad. Oh no, no, that's the... You're thinking of the... uh, You're thinking of like the friend or whatever. Friend that that could eat. Yeah, he lied to her about that. Yeah. The mom, she knows her mom's dead. I guess he figures that's why she doesn't need to know about her friend dying too. Yeah, they mentioned that they were in an accident, which is why she's in a wheelchair, and that his wife died in the accident at the beginning of the movie. Uh, somehow, somehow, that's why the aquarium is losing money now, too. Yeah. Yeah. See, I didn't know what the proper relationships were because I don't care. No, she was bad. The girl that got eaten was the one that was dating the marine biologist guy. Yeah. Or whatever yeah. he was, the 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 ocean scientist. I hated him. <laughs> And they were dating. She's the one who was mad because he wasn't boning her and wanted to go look at fish instead. So she went and tried to bone another guy, the 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 evil jock guy at the party. They're they're so bad at making a movie that I disliked the ocean scientist guy more than the long haired asshole who gave rat poison to a dolphin. (laughs) (laughs) can we get back to the fact that this girl is like she's like let's have sex and then the police show up and they're like we really need your marine biologist skills to come help us figure out how to save tons of lives because there's a killer shark and she's like i can't believe you'd rather look at fish than sleep with me it's like the police are here asking for his help he's a scientist (laughs) with expertise in the area that he can provide assistance and save lives you literally tomorrow literally tells him Choose between me or the fish. Which is it? Listen, guys, on this podcast, I know we don't subscribe to like gender norms and stuff, but you got to lay that pipe before you go fight that fish. <laughs> lay that pipe. Like, Sheriff, can you give me like five minutes? <laughs> Sorry, Sheriff. I got to do my lady right. Because that same, that same girl is so friggin' unlikable that not only does she then, like, she immediately, like, within minutes is at a party looking to hook up, but her friend is, like, flirting with the guy, and she, like, steps in, cock blocks her friend, takes the guy. She's a horrible human being. She's like, I'm going to take, not only am I going to go to the party and sleep with a random guy, it's going to be a guy that is, like, a complete asshole, and it's going to be the guy that my friend likes. All because my boyfriend has the nerve to try to help them <laughs> crimes. So I don't know if we were supposed to be sad when she died or not, but I wasn't. No. Can we also talk about the badly delivered line of, I think we're going to need a bigger helicopter. 
See, that made me wonder if they thought they were parodying Jaws. Do you think that they thought they were making a parody movie? I, I think that they thought that they were nailing this. Because <laughs> there's so many scenes that are lifted straight from Jaws that it, it almost feels like this is, you know, a shark movie kind of thing that they would have made. It's those cheesy, like, wannabe ripoffs that thought it was funny in the early 2000s to just repeat scenes from old movies. Mm. And I don't know if that's maybe what they were trying to do. Whatever they were trying to do, they failed. I know they failed. I just don't know what they failed at. Everything. <laughs> what, did they, what did they succeed at? At what moment, at any point in this movie, did you go, man, they got that right. They're so... The thing is... I want to point out another thing that they really failed at. So in in the last shark, when the shark breaks through the shark the shark fencing, he gets mm-hmm. one of the floaties hooked on him, and he's as he's mm-hmm. swimming around. That's how you, it's just like Jaws when he comes in uh, coming close to the surface, the little floaty pops up, and that's how you know he's there, right? But in this movie, he's already got the floaty thing on him before he breaks through, <laughs> so they couldn't even steal the footage in the right order. <laughs> No, he just has it on him for no reason. There's no explanation. I'm like, if you didn't see the other movie, you would have no idea why that's there. God, this movie is such a mess. <laughs> Were you guys impressed that the Hulk Hogan guy never called anybody brother, though? I was like, he's going to call somebody <laughs> brother, and he never did. And I was like, that's pretty good. Must have been hard for him to hold back. <laughs> yeah, every time they'd yell cut, he'd be like, brother, brother, brother. <laughs> oh, Jesus, that was tough. Surprised there wasn't a scene where he was talking to the dolphins, calling him brother all the time. I, I love bad movies so much, and this, no, no. Bro- broken me. Oscar winners only for now on. No. You've, you've destroyed my spirit, Doug. Oh, so some good has come out of this. <laughs> Doug out Noah Noah. That's crazy. Yeah, I was getting ready to say. I I think it is safe to say that as far as two movies in a row, the this is the worst pairing of movies we've done. Oh, I bet you we can go back and find some worse ones than this. I don't know, because because I like Robot Holocaust. <laughs> I don't I don't like this movie. The thing is, I think if you saw this movie having not seen the other one, I think you would not hate it as much. I'm not saying you'd find it good at all. Don't misinterpret anything I'm saying to be a positive compliment of this film. But I think, you know, if you were seeing the shark's head pop out of the water and stuff for the first time, you'd be getting the same level of joy from it as you did with the last movie. I don't think so. I just need a super cut of that bad shark, because that's a good bad shark. There just isn't enough of it to save this steamy pile of, of regalian shit. What about the scenes when they're like racing on the on their windsurfing boards and they cut to the guys like the close up and they're clearly not on the water. They're oh, just yeah. clearly standing on land and just yelling at each other, holding those uh <laughs> sails. Yeah, that that's terrible. amazing. I, I don't have a comment on it. It's just remember that. <laughs> you remember you you remember the scene where the bad guys go out to fight the shark and and he's trying to shoot a shark with a shotgun, but just not bothering to shoot. And then he falls in the water, 
and then she tries to throw a can of gasoline at it, but holds the can of gasoline directly above her head for a solid 30 seconds pouring gas on herself, and, and immediately having her friend walk up next to her shooting a flare gun, killing them all. You're it's the scene from humanoids from the deep done really really badly it's yeah it is that is maybe the stupidest death i've ever seen in a movie i'm sitting there just like is she does she pick that up and then have a seizure and doesn't realize that she's pouring gas all over the place or what's going on i've thought i've thought about it for a good long time and I can only think of one thing, that uh, she was so heartbroken that her boyfriend was going to be eaten by a shark that she decided to immolate herself like a Buddhist monk. No, because when she was pouring the gas over her head, she had no way of knowing that there was going to be a flare gun go off. Because that was uncoordinated. The fact that she went and got gas and he went and got a flare gun is coincidental. There's no, there's no Un- way that was planned. Uncoordinated or fate from her years of meditation and deep, deep Buddhist rituals. There's no way. Don't insult <laughs> Buddhists by comparing them to these people. <laughs> There's no way this shitty bunch of 29-year-old teenagers ever meditated. The one guy couldn't even button up his shirt throughout half the movie. How is he going to meditate? God, this movie was terrible. <laughs> bad. bad movie. I'm curious to see the other movie that it ripped. Because of all the movies that it ripped off scenes from, there's still one I haven't seen. So I don't know. Maybe we'll have to watch that one for another episode. <laughs> Which one was that? Blood Shark? Something like that. Yeah. It's called Good Deep Lord. Blood. Deep Blood. Yeah, so we can team up Deep Blood with Blood Shark now that you've got that one in my head. <laughs> I'd rather not. I noticed there's a shark movie on uh, on Amazon available uh, with your prime membership, that is uh, Dolph Lundgren fights sharks. So don't, don't get too excited. <laughs> oh, that sounds that sounds like the right kind of bad. We're this we're, we're going to need another Shark Week to make up for this one because I had no idea I was only picking one movie when I put this on the list. Yeah, it is much, such a weird. Pretty much all of my "What did you watch this week?" picks are are palate cleansers for bad <laughs> movies. Oh, good lord! So big recommend from everybody is that what we're getting at here yeah. don't watch this movie last last shark might be worth a once through but i would watch it with somebody so that you can stay preoccupied during all the boring parts yeah I'll don't riff tracks version or something yeah throughout throughout this movie i felt like the like <clears throat> girl in monster squad just standing beside the tv like boring guy boring guy boring guy boring guy like i wish there had been no dialogue in any of these movies they had just done the shark scenes <laughs> The only way I'd recommend watching either one of these movies, and specifically probably together, is if you make it a party. <laughs> if you have a bunch of people over, have some drinks, then start the movie about an hour after you started the drinks and watch both of them together, that may be enjoyable. You do like a drinking game version of... Uh... What's it, what's it called? Uh, did you see it or whatever? Where you have to watch both of them and then answer a bunch of questions about which thing happened in which movie. But the answer would always be all of the above. No. no <laughs> it's always that. 80% of the movies is the same footage. Good lord. Thanks for calling the Midnight Drive-In. No one is here to take your call. 
more info, check out the Midnight Drive-In on Twitter at MNDriveInPod or find us on Facebook. If you want to email us, send it to TheMidnightDriveIn at gmail.com. Remember, no outside food and drink. Anyone caught performing sexual acts at the drive-in will immediately be taken to the office. Unspeakable things will be done to you. Thanks for calling. Anybody watch anything since last week? Of course you all did. So what would you watch first, Noah? Uh, <laughs> well, first of all, I watched a bunch of bad shark movies, so mm-hmm. I watched Jaws. Because Jaws is a good shark movie. And mm-hmm. you watch a shark movie, you want to watch Jaws. That's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. Not unreasonable. And then I was like, ah, that was too good. Too good of a shark movie. <laughs> it bring things back down. So I watched Jaws 4, The Revenge. Mario Van Peoples. Which is the movie you wanted us to watch this week. It is. Until I kiboshed it. Yeah, I thought I thought it was. I was thinking uh, 5 was the revenge. I was wrong. Wrong, I was sad. But I gotta watch it anyway, because Mario Van Peoples is awesome, and he will return. He will return, I swear it to you, Chuck. <sighs> you weren't excited about Michael Caine fighting a shark? More Mario Van Peoples? Well, Michael, Michael Caine, you know, he's he's an okay actor. <laughs> Mario Van Peebles, that that is a true thespian. Good lord! <laughs> for for people who haven't seen Jaws four or haven't seen it in a while, we should remind people the the plot of that is that a shark is hunting down the Brody family as revenge for the fact that their father killed other sharks. Damn right it is. Literally goes to Amity Island, kills the one Brody kid that has become a cop, then swims across the ocean to the Caribbean to go after the other one. Same shark. And also out swims an airplane. Yeah. Basically, second best shark movie of all time. You're insane. Stop saying that. You're... You're mentally irregular. What do you think <laughs> number two is? Deep Blue Sea? Bullshit. Probably Deep Blue Sea, yeah. <laughs> that's what everybody says. That's an easy... That's, that's a cheap answer. You're just riding that uh, Samuel L. Jackson wave. Not every movie can have Samuel L. Jackson in it, elevating it. Wait, are you sure? Because it's, it's pretty close. Well, most movies can. Most movies can, but not all movies. <laughs> You can't you can't judge a movie negatively for its lack of Samuel Jackson. <laughs> uh, but after all that, somehow I got distracted and I ended up watching uh, the Shark Still Works, which mm. is one of the many, 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 many documentaries about the making of Jaws. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there are more movies about the making of Jaws than any other topic. <laughs> it, that's not far-fetched there are a lot of documentaries about the making of Jaws and that's always fun I don't know I like all that behind the scenes footage and I like hearing the stories and I always like watching Richard Dreyfus talk about anything because I'm pretty sure he's a serial killer <laughs> He's he is not a normal person have you ever sat down and just listened to Richard Dreyfus talking in an interview? You're like, that's not the way a normal person acts. 
Did you watch uh, Piranha 3D to keep the continuity? Uh, no. Te- technically in the Jaws universe. Yeah. Oh. He's, he's supposed to be Matt Hooper at the very beginning of Jaws in Piranha. Huh. I did not know that. If you look at it, he's dressed exactly the same. He's even in the radio's playing one of the songs from Jaws too, isn't it? Something like that. I think he's credited as Matt Hooper too, so. I gotta watch that again. It's been a long time since I've watched Piranha 3D. Well, you really dropped the ball this week for not. Yeah. I will say I did. I did have the the original, uh, the original Piranha queued up. Yeah. I just never got to it. So I would I say I would say the best Jaws ripoff of all time. The original Piranha. Yeah, it's a tough one. There's a lot of Jaws ripoffs out there, but that is a good one. I, and I think it's it stands on its own too. It's just. Good horror movie. Mm-hmm. I agree. So, what else did you watch? Uh, that was it. That was all I had time for. Although I have, I have started watching uh, the Last Man on Earth. Mm-hmm. And I'm, uh, I think I'm heading into season three at this point. It's really, really funny. Mm-hmm. Although it's, it gets super fucking uncomfortable, and I don't know what about it makes it uncomfortable. Like there are these, there's this weird thing of the main character just completely misreading situations, and I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's something about the fact that I do things like that, and so it's personally painful for me to watch somebody be awkward for some reason. Because I'm like, ah, oh, that's that's what I look like, you know? God damn it! <laughs> I'll tell you what I don't like about that show, having never seen it is the fact that it's called The Last Man on Earth, but you just said the main character acts a certain way, implying that there are other characters, implying that the name of the show is a lie. That upsets me. Well, but I don't I don't think that that's actually true, because there's a, a multiple times in the movie where different people refer to themselves as the last man on Earth, because the whole idea is that everybody thought they were the last And one of them probably is the last man and quote fingers metaphorically on earth if that makes sense because the guy the guy who the show starts following is a complete at first you just like feel sorry for him because you think you know it's just him being alone and going crazy or whatever but as the show progresses it's just a piece of shit like one of the last like seven people that they know is alive on the earth and he's just a worthless self-centered piece of shit. Yeah, what's the problem with that? I don't know. It's something, something about it. It's it's funny. Most, are you most, sad that it, it are you sad that it got canceled before it was able to resolve everything? Yeah, I think so, because once again I'm the, I, I can't feel bad that it got canceled because it's what on was on season five or something like that. And I just now started watching it. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm part of the people that didn't watch it and got it canceled. So well, you're not a Nielsen house, so it wouldn't have mattered anyway. I used to be. <clears throat> yeah, but you're not now, so it doesn't matter. Not now. That's what people don't seem to I don't live in a trailer anymore. The second I moved into a trailer, I got a Nielsen box. Yeah, that's what people don't understand. Like you, if you're if you've not been selected by the Nielsen company to monitor what you're watching to participate in the so-called ratings. It doesn't matter if you watch anything or not. I will. I will say this. Whenever I was a Nielsen person, I lied. I lied like a motherfucker. <laughs> if, if I missed, if I missed like shows that I like, I'd be like, nope, I watched it. 
Well, I don't understand that because when we were in Nielsen family when I was a kid, but we had like a little thing on our TV that monitored what we were. Yeah, the recording box. See, they don't use that anymore. Now they use surveys. Really? Yeah, they use surveys because so many people have DVRs that you don't watch it while it's on TV. You watch it later. You would think they would just hook it up to your DVR and know what you recorded. You'd think. But maybe uh, proprietary technology doesn't allow them to do that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not allowed to be in Nielsen House since I work in television, so. Oh, that's not fair. I don't even know how it works. Just worried that they throw that thing on, you just turn your own channel on and leave it on 24 hours a day to <laughs> maintain your job security. Yeah, something like that. I would write crazy stuff on there, too, and I'd be like, and then from, from 10 p.m. to 5 a.m., I watched Law & Order. On the... I'm sure you weren't the only one doing that. <laughs> right just like I was like, fuck you people. They're going to put even more fucking Law & Order shows on TV. <laughs> uh, Alright, well, Doug, what did you watch? Well, in keeping with the shark theme, I went and saw the Meg. Mm -hmm. theaters, which is, of course, about a giant shark fighting Jason Statham. Mm -hmm. And As every movie should be. It, it really should be. It is... I think you guys would really like this one because it is basically an 80s action movie about a giant shark fighting Jason Statham. Mm -hmm. Like The plot line of this movie is literally like Jason Statham's job is to go <clears throat> underwater and rescue people who are stranded, which doesn't sound like a real job to me because I just don't think that many people get stranded underwater that you could make it a full-time position. And in the opening scenes of the movie, like he's saving people from the submarine, something goes wrong, his partners are killed. And he is, uh, he's blamed for it. So cut to like five years later. Stop me when you've heard this plot line before. Five years later, he's like a drunk living on his own. But then people get stuck at the bottom of the ocean and they have to go get him because everyone still knows he's the best. <laughs> and he says he's not going to come back no matter what. But then the big reveal is it's his ex-wife stuck at the bottom of the ocean. So that's how they get him to come back. <laughs> then a giant shark shows up. Yeah, I've been wanting to go see it. I just haven't had a chance to actually go yet. It it was like it was a lot of fun if you're a fan of eighties action movies, not so much if you're a fan of like horror movies or modern day action movies. It felt very eighties action movies to me. Yeah. Um, now when I was at the theater and I saw the trailer for the first time, I believe out yeah, out loud I said, That looks absolutely ridiculous. I can't wait to see it. Yeah, and that's the appropriate response. <laughs> I'll put it this way. I, I This is a spoiler, but I don't think it will be surprising, so that I think you'll, you, you won't be too bothered by learning it. You know how one of my observations is uh, about how in action movies it always seems to come down to like the two lead characters like fist fighting at the end, no mm -hmm. matter what the movie's about? That holds true here, too. <laughs> this movie totally does like... It's Jason Statham boxing a shark the size of a skyscraper. Yep. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> you want to see it more. Not quite, but yeah. Like, and it, it does like the commando thing. Like, you know, you know commando, he shows up on the island at the end. He's got like the full gear. And as he's going forward, he's got like, a, you know, first the rocket launcher runs out and then the detonators run out. And then the machine, the guns start running out of bullets. Finally, it's a knife. And at the very end, it's just him going 
one-on-one fisticuffs with the head bad guy, right? Mm-hmm. That's the perfect example of what's supposed to happen <laughs> in these action movies. Yeah. And it kind of happens with like Jason Statham in this. There's like a team of them in these underwater subs and it just keeps getting, you know, more and more destroyed until <laughs> there you go. And it's it's fascinating how ridiculous this movie is, but how fun it is to watch. Nice. So, and there, there's a few minor plot twists, but pretty much you're getting exactly what you mm-hmm. expect. They give you just enough explanation as to why there's a giant shark. If you think too hard about it at all, you're going to go, wait a minute, there are things in this that don't make sense, and you'll be correct to think that, but you're just not supposed to think about that in this So I had a lot of fun with it. I, nice. I think yeah, there's the, it's a it's a weird thing where it's a uh, one of those movies that was financed by China so that it can be released in China as well. So there's like awful lot of like oh coincidentally half the staff the people in the movie are Chinese actors. That's weird. <laughs> like it it really stands out as that. And then like they're like out in the middle of the ocean like oh the shark is swimming right for this bay that I've never heard of and it turns out it's like a. Chinese tourist destination that Chinese people would know exactly what they're talking about, but be the equivalent of telling us they were swimming, the shark swimming towards Cancun or something. And I'm like, oh, well, that's weird, but all right, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing the Meg does really well is uh, it has a couple of really big Jaws tributes in it, like whole scenes that are just like, guys, remember when this happened in Jaws? And I think they handle it really well. Um, you know, it's obvious enough that anybody who's a movie fan is going to be like, oh yeah, they're talking about Jaws right now, but not obvious enough that it would take you out of the movie if you're not a fan, so. <laughs> Anyways. Nice. Big, big big recommend. Let me know what you think. <sighs> yeah, I need to make myself go see it. Just I haven't had time, and this weekend's going to be fucking horrible, so. Oh, you'll have to find a way to do it. Hmm. So uh, when I got home from that, I was thinking about something about the plot seemed very familiar to me, but the plot of people going under the ocean, finding an even deeper part of the ocean, being a megalodon following them out. So I started looking at my DVD collection, and I remembered I own a movie called Megalodon from back in like 04. And it has kind of the same plot, except it's an oil company drilling, and they drill through the bottom of the ocean, find a deeper part of the ocean that they didn't know was there, insert Megalodon, um, <laughs> and it's, you know, comes out, and basically the rest of the movie is these guys trapped on this, like, oil rig in the middle of the ocean fighting a Megalodon. And so I felt like I had to rewatch that, having not seen it since since I bought it for, like, $2 in 2004. <laughs> I'm like, like, well, I can't go to bed now. i got to stay up all night watching this movie. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so that I mean, you know, because once you see one one giant shark movie in a night, you, you feel like you got to watch another one. And uh, it's not very good, so I don't really recommend it to people. <laughs> and it's probably a good reason why I haven't watched it since so far. It is. It was so interesting though, because I remember like back in like the late '90s and the early 2000s, you'd be like home on a Sunday afternoon, and you'd be flipping through the channels, and you would find these like really shitty made-for-TV movies or TV series that were like trying to be sci-fi but on a TV budget, and they would use CGI. And you're just like, "Ooh, you guys cannot get away with it. You just don't have the technology necessary to do that." 
Mm-hmm. And that's very much what Megalodon is about. It's about the uh, it's it's all about them trying to going. Oh, we could have this cool movie that takes place like in the Arctic, because all we have to do is dig- digitally insert the things that make it cool, and then they're just not capable of doing it right because they just don't have the budget or the technology. <laughs> and so it's like there are times where you just feel it was like it's like watching the last Starfighter except movie was made 20 years later so your expectations are a little higher for the special effects <laughs> like oh they're just going to cut to another cartoon part of the movie great that'll be fun <laughs> so yeah i don't necessarily recommend that but if anybody really feels like they need to watch it i don't know i don't even know how you'd get a copy you can come over and borrow mine if you want <laughs> if you got to be a completist <laughs> yeah uh, let's see did i watch anything else Probably. Oh, did you? Oh yeah, I uh, I will give a huge shout out to one of my favorite movies of all time. Rewatched it this week, which is uh, Lightning Bug, which is Robert Hall's mm. first film. And uh, I don't know. I've probably talked about this on the podcast before. It's kind of a drama film about a kid who's into horror movies and wants to be a special effects artist growing up in a small town where that is not particularly well respected. And it is a uh, yeah, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. Go back and listen to it every other time I've watched it and talked about it on podcasts. <laughs> um, it's great. People should see it. Nobody's going to. Nobody ever. Nobody ever. No, I've never had anybody go. Oh yeah, that drama film you recommended. I went. And oh, it had the girl from the '70s show in it. I yeah. So I go. Well, I guess she's not even that. She's the girl from Orange Is the New Black now. But mm-hmm. people are like, oh, she's in it. Well, then I'm definitely going to watch it. It's like, <laughs> but people should. Um, it's just a really good yeah. drama film that I think would really appeal to horror movie fans and other people who maybe mm. don't feel like they fit in in society. Yeah, it's been recommended a couple times. I just haven't got around to watching it. Yeah. It has this one funny old like redneck man in it too who's hilarious because he's like befriends the kid that's into all the special effects stuff and he's trying to help him out when the church group is uh, when the church group is like protesting the haunted house that they're putting together. The old guy's just like, see ya. I think the problem is they just don't understand this is all pretend. And it's like, oh, you just nailed religion right there. <laughs> you've, been, you've been teaching yourself that all that fake stuff is real for so long that you don't understand that these monsters are made up. That's why you think it's not fun to watch them. So, yeah, huge, huge recommend for that one. And I also checked out this movie called Safe House that is a very generic action thriller movie. Um, I don't want to bother to talk too much about, but it's Denzel, Denzel and Ryan Reynolds, though. Denzel and Ryan Reynolds. Denzel's, I guess, some kind of a thief guy. Turns himself into the CIA because he's about to be killed. Ryan Reynolds is the guy that runs the safe house where he's at, and when they're attacked, he basically has to sneak him across South Africa to a different snake and stake a safe house. <laughs> and that is the whole movie. And it has every generic plot twist you could possibly imagine in it. But the action's decent, and certainly the Ryan Reynolds and Denzel Washington are much better actors than you would expect to see in a movie like this. So, mm-hmm. if you like that, like Tony Scott style, like kinetic action movie type shots, that's this movie's pretty much an hour and a half of that. Mm. So, I don't know if that's a recommend or not, but that's what it is. So you can choose for yourself. Yeah. I'd never heard of the movie before. But I don't know. Somebody said want to watch this. I generally say yes to that question. So I've seen that movie. 
So what about uh, Last Rampage? Last Rampage, I am not going to talk about because I was enjoying it thoroughly and fell asleep. <clears throat> so I'm going to uh, go back and watch it another time and talk about it. I will say, like, just having seen probably the first 40 minutes of it, uh, Robert Patrick is in it, and he is fantastic. He's, like, really intimidating and frightening in it. And it's like, oh, I didn't even know that guy was still acting, really. So I was like, I was pretty impressed, and it really makes me want to go back and watch the rest of the movie, which I may or may not one day do, but you know me better than to accept it. <laughs> He's actually in a safe house, too, which is kind of funny. Yeah, nice. Um, I only I watched... It. Yeah, that's all, that's it on the Instagram. So. Okay. Oh, so we're, you're checking yeah. my Instagram? Yeah. The official the Midnight uh-huh. Drive-In <laughs> Instagram account that we can all update, but only I ever do. Yep. Okay. Uh, I only watched two things this week. Uh, or my local theater in their flashback cinema where they show new, uh, <clears throat> or they show uh, classic films like every Sunday and Wednesday. This last week it was Close Encounters of the Third Kind, which I don't think I had ever actually seen all the way through. I think I had seen bits and pieces like all over the place, but it just never sat down to watch it like start to finish so i went and checked that out uh absolutely loved it and you know getting to see that on the big screen i think was awesome that's definitely a movie that uh i mean obviously it came out was it early 80s late 70s 77 so i mean it was made to be on the big screen so it was awesome to go in and be able to watch it sort of in that format like it was supposed to in a movie theater. Had a great time. Loved it. Fantastic. Uh, I guess I miss movies like this. We don't really get like good movies like this anymore. Yeah, that's right. I said it. I'll say it again. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's close to kind of the third kind. Uh, then the other thing I watched, Noah also watched, which means he's a big liar that he didn't watch anything else. Uh, and that's Puppet Master, The Littlest Reich. Oh, yeah. Uh, which is the newest Puppet Master movie. And Amazon did a humongous fuck up and put it up for only a dollar to buy it, to buy the digital copy of the movie. So I, of course, immediately jumped on that and bought it for a dollar. Oh, yeah. And I was like, man, even if this sucks, it was only a dollar. So <clears throat> apparently they've corrected it and it is now like $15 if you want to buy the digital copy. So I saved myself $14. Um, so I guess the best way to describe this movie, it's almost like an alternate timeline version of Puppet Master. Okay. Uh, so I'm trying to think of how to explain this. Instead of fighting Nazis, Andre Toulon was a Nazi. Yeah, Andre Toulon was a Nazi and ended up escaping to America and then in the 80s killed a bunch of... Well, kidnapped and killed a bunch of women for... I don't remember the exact reason, but... Just just because he liked it. Yeah, because he's Andre Toulon and he has crazy puppets that kill people. So fast forward to the present... And um, everybody sort of knows about the Toulon murders, and it's the 30th anniversary. 
so this hotel where part of it took place, they're having this sort of like Toulon convention, essentially. Uh, our main character is played by Tom Lennon, who has just moved back in with his parents after getting divorced. Uh, he feels like a giant loser, of course, and his dad is not helping him with that whatsoever by basically telling him he's a giant loser. Uh, finds an old puppet in his brother's bedroom, which this brother plotline threw it's, me because I didn't. It's real thin. Yeah, they didn't really describe it. Apparently, his brother had passed away, but they don't really go into much discussion about that. So he finds this old puppet. Uh, it's very much a blade puppet even though it looks a little different. Uh, thinks it might be worth money, so he's going to take it to this Toulon convention to see what he can get out of it. Starts hooking up with the uh, the neighbor girl that uh, remembers him from when they were younger or whatever. So she goes with him, and then he works at a comic book store, so his sort of jackass of a boss also goes with him. Uh, and then it turns out people from all over are bringing their Toulon puppets in. And so, of course, when all these puppets get gathered up into one location, uh, shit goes crazy and they start killing people. Uh, this movie is completely bonkers. And, and awesome. I loved every second of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those normally, it's like, hey, this new Puppet Master movie out. And you're like, yeah, well, fuck that bullshit. I ain't watching that. Um, but then I saw the trailer for this one and I went, oh, no, like this... This looks good. It means I'm going to have to actually watch it. And then I was able to get it for a dollar. So I was definitely watching it. And it turned out to be the best dollar I ever spent because it's actually fantastic. And I hope they abandon the original franchise and just go with this one from now on. Oh, my God. If they don't make a direct sequel to this one, I'm going to be real fucking upset about it. Yeah. Well, considering it ends on To Be Continued, I, I would hope they would. Yeah. <clears throat> what did you think about like obviously it's gonna have to be spoiler free because that one just came out but uh, mm -hmm. what did you think about the end battle thing did you feel mm -hmm. like it kind of came a little bit out of left field uh no. like not not necessarily who was doing it but like what exactly was inside of there no 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 the, the weird can't I can't say anything about a spoiler so I don't I don't know <laughs> the level of makeup andness of yeah. well is, is what I'm talking about I was I was kind of expecting like uh, like the original movie or maybe mm -hmm. a zombie or a relative or you know so, something along those lines not not well, what was actually in there I was like what the fuck well the thing about that is. My favorite, one of my favorite podcasts, Shockwaves, had somebody from this movie on their show the, the day before I bought it. And they kind of let that slip with the, the twist at the end. So I kind of knew going in, like, something was coming up. So, uh, so it did surprise me. If I didn't know, maybe it would surprise me a little bit, but. I would, I would say like this. The, the movie has like three things going for it that most horror movies anymore don't, mm -hmm. and that's it's got like the right amount of nudity mm -hmm. and 
it's got uh, un unrepentant gore in it. Like mm-hmm. they said, hey, you know, it'd be fucking cool or funny or something, and they just do it. And then the third thing is, is for the most part, with with a couple exceptions, it's not self-referential humor. They play it straight. They play the whole fucking movie straight. It's a crazy scenario with crazy shit going on, but there's no like looking into the camera and snickering about what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree. <clears throat> Completely enjoyed it. Definitely a recommend for me. Um, and then I guess the weird thing about it is there's multiples of each puppet. Which I guess I wasn't expecting. So yeah, they, they, yeah, they made, added a lot of new puppets too. Yeah, yeah, but there's like multiple pinheads, and there's actually multiple versions of Blade that are actually each one's like different, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, uh, my the one thing I don't like about it versus the original one is I feel like the the puppets don't have personalities. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They just kind of yeah. they have a shtick that's that that's their way they kill people you know what i mean but in the original one all the puppets kind of had individual aspects to them of the way they behaved Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i mean they could have had a little bit more of that i guess but overall i did i was i guess low expectations help because it's a puppet master movie so i was not expecting anything and essentially they come along with this remake slash alternate timeline whatever you want to call it uh version and ended up loving it so yeah. i feel like we were we live they, in a weird time they definitely beat all of my expectations of what someone could do in that scenario and not fuck it up mm. uh char did not watch the whole thing with me obviously <laughs> Because <laughs> a guy's head gets chopped off and, and uh, falls into that, a toilet. That's, that's not the end of the scene. So, uh, <laughs> but so Tom Lennon's on the screen and she's sitting there and going, "Man, that looks like the guy from Reno 911." I was like, "Is the guy from Reno 911?" And she's like, "No, he's like fifty something." And I was like, "It's a horror movie. He's playing like a thirty year old guy. Of course, he's fifty something." <laughs> <laughs> That is, that is like a horror thing. You're always 20 to 30 years older than the person you're supposed to be. <laughs> like, and she goes, no, look at how young he looks. And I was like, that is Tom Lennon from Look at him. I swear it's not. She actually got on IMDb and looked it up. I was, so I was like, she's slowly becoming like me. <laughs> uh, something I don't know if you noticed, Noah. Yeah, uh, which I forgot is that this is written, not directed, but written by the writer director of Bone Tomahawk and Brawl and Cell Block Ninety Nine. Of course, of course it was. <laughs> That's why it's so good. That son of a bitch. That son of a bitch is sneaking up on all of us. <laughs> no, right. Uh, so you have any interest in this, Doug? I do have an interest in it. I just get. Didn't get yeah. to jump on that one dollar thing. Now I feel foolish yeah. paying fifteen for it, hope, hoping it's going to show up somewhere for free soon. Oh no, yeah. pay pay full price. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> make, make them why, make another why? one. 
Because no. they need to make another one. Well, yeah, yeah, because they need to make another one. I'm not, no, no joke. I'm gonna, go, I'm going to go to a store and buy a physical copy of it. I got it for a dollar digital, but I'm going to buy a Blu-ray. Mm. Interesting. <clears throat> yeah, it's it's way better than any it has any right to be. So, I'm very happy that I was surprised by this. Like I at one point loved the Puppet Master series, and it just. Mm. It got a little too far off the rails for me, and I kind of lost track of it. Yeah, I, I would say it's it's easily the best addition to the like the franchise since the second one. Okay, I know a lot of people really like the third one, but I think it's better. Than the third. Yeah, I go back and watch the first three now, just so that I can. <laughs> so you be ready. Yeah, but then hopefully we'll throw it on Netflix or something, and I don't have to pay for it. So. Yeah. I mean, I think you can rent it for like a couple dollars, like three or four. But <clears throat> out of out of the new puppets, which one was your favorite? Well, at first I hated it, but by the end, I think I kind of enjoyed the chopper, like the helicopter puppets. Yeah, yeah. I think baby baby Fuhrer. Uh baby Fuhrer was pretty good. Baby Fuhrer is pretty awesome. The good thing is, like, because I mean, they modified the blade look a little bit. Uh, Pinhead doesn't look too different i mean it's just you know yeah he looks about the same uh and then tunnelers in it and he looks exactly the same and then uh torch shows up and he looks yeah. exactly the same yeah torch i think his outfit's a little different but that's yeah, yeah. so yeah i'm definitely interested to see more the sad thing more out of this the, the little jester guy yeah jester didn't uh didn't make the cut yeah, they did. And, and you know what? He's a fan favorite. I thought that was a little weird. Maybe they're saving him for a sequel or something. Yeah. We'll see. There's the Grasshopper puppet, too, which is a little weird, but... Yeah. I was also a little disappointed that Leech Woman wasn't... Uh, but mm. He was always... She's she's one of the grossest favorites. Like... <laughs> well, he wasn't caring like the last... The other timeline since he was a Nazi so he didn't care about turning his ex-wife into a leech puking puppet apparently so yeah I recommend for me and Noah it's definitely worth your time to seek it out and give it a watch especially if you're a fan of what the puppet master movies used to be and I guess what they could be I, I would say highest highest of recommends as far as the way I like horror movies, because I like stuff that's not quite as mainstream as some of the, the big ones that have come out, I would say this is the best horror movie of the year that I've seen. Yeah. A lot of that's personal preference, but... but there's some there's some boobs. There's blood. You brought up the nudity like three times. <laughs> Well, because now it's kind of a big deal. Everything's gone back to that fucking PG weird thing that they do where they try to pretend that sec that horror doesn't have to have sex in it. And horror doesn't have to have sex in it, but it should. <laughs> you know what I mean? I like gross horror. And I don't think it gets gross until you have people fucking and getting murdered for it. It's an interesting perspective you have on the world. Here's a brief glimpse of some of the truly fine pictures we've scheduled in the near future. So next week, um, 
since Noah Noah has a spotty track record and Doug picked this week. <laughs> I, felt, I noticed you never even asked us what we want to do next. Uh, I felt it was necessary to take matters into my own hands. Listen, I'm batting 75%. I've been keeping track. <laughs> Uh, so next week, uh, and and the guys don't even know this, so everybody thought it was a joke. You thought we were kidding, but gentlemen, I want to welcome you to Slater September. No! <laughs> a full month of Christian Slater movies. Uh, it's officially happening. Really? Oh, yeah. I didn't even. So, think we'd, we had, we haven't even agreed to what the movies will be yet. So you've just well, taken this under your own wing. Eh? Uh, yeah, uh, we're doing a whole month. I had to tweak the the list a little bit, but not very much. But uh, starting next week, we're going to be doing Gleaming the Cube and Airborne, two skating movies, one with Christian Slater, the other one with Seth Green and Jack Black. So it's going to be a good time. I have never even well. Obviously, last week we discussed briefly the Christian Slater one. I have no <laughs> idea what we get into for next week. Uh, it's going to be great. One of them is a uh, ridiculous, like, my brother was killed by the mob, so I have to use my skateboarding skills to figure out why they killed him. And then the other one is a movie that played on the Disney Channel a lot. Okay. A surfer guy who moved from California to live with his cousin in Cincinnati during the winter and uh, has to contend with bullies at high school. And uh, Oh my know, god, fall- I've heard of this movie now. Falling in love with his greatest enemy's sister. Uh, well, here that, for a treat. I believe How Did This Get Made covered that. <laughs> You're in for a treat. It's gonna be it's gonna be amazing. You're gonna have an all new appreciation for cinema after this episode. I like the the, the uh, tie in with the Romeo and Juliet storyline happening next right? week. Right, lifted right out of our right. short movies from this week. Yep. As soon as I said it this week, I'm like, oh, that fits into next week too. So perfect. At least we're not going straight to Young Guns. Oh no, that's our that, that that's our big finale. Don't you worry. I gotta wait a whole month to watch Young Guns. Unfortunately, yes. This is we got to end on a big note, though. So yeah, I don't know. Me having to wait a month to watch Young Guns is kind of bullshit, though. It's probably the second biggest bullshit thing about this whole episode. <laughs> you know what the biggest bullshit thing about this is? We skip feedback. Oh, we did skip feedback. But <laughs> we only had like one, and we could do it next week. Oh, okay. <laughs> Unless we had another that I didn't realize, but I don't know. I just saw something in the email account. Yeah, we'll be good. Um, but yeah, and then uh, the week following, we'll be doing uh, Tales from the Dark Side, the movie. Nice. And Twilight Zone, the movie. So we do get a little quality bump on that one. And then the week after, we'll be talking about Heathers and then the movie Sorority Row, which is a remake of The House on Sorority Row. But I think we'll tie in nicely. And then our big Young Guns finale. We're watching the remake Sorority Row? Yes. Because it's actually halfway decent, which is shocking. Oh. 
Okay, I think I skipped it because I just assumed it wouldn't be. As did I until I kept hearing it's actually a halfway decent slasher movie, and then I watched it, and I'm like, wait, wait, is this remake actually a halfway decent slasher movie? And it turns out it actually is. So whether you guys agree with that, I guess we'll find out when we get there. So, yep, let everybody know. Let your family know. Slater September is coming next week. Everybody be excited. Kids are going back to school. We're going back to Christian Slater movies. Exactly. People thought we were joking, but hey, I'm a doer. I made it happen. I can't believe we're actually carrying through on something we said. <laughs> and it's this. <laughs> yeah, and there was only a week turnaround, too, which is nice. In, in the words of Brian Fossain, quoting Christian Slater, Oh, man! <laughs> you know what I love about this whole thing? The only Christian Slater movie no one wanted to watch was Pump Up the Volume, and it's not on the list. <laughs> no, isn't that great? <laughs> not true. I also like very bad things. Uh, well, I do want to see Gleaming Cube, so. Oh, hell. End the show before he says something positive. We want everyone to, end, we want everyone to know that no end of the show sad, so. Uh. Listen, we could be watching anything next week and it's better than these fucking shark movies. Please remember to replace the speaker on the post when you leave the theater. And now, folks, it's time to say goodnight. We sincerely appreciate your patronage and hope we've succeeded in bringing you an enjoyable evening of entertainment. Please drive home carefully and come back again soon. Good night.